Hola, my name is Lucia Diaz. I'm the host of the Art or Representation podcast. The focus of this podcast is to make sure that Latinas see themselves in the world, feel represented and celebrated. I'm super excited to interview the, some of the most incredible Latina leaders within our community. Uh, we're gonna find out about their journey, how they got to where they are, and most importantly, how we can get there as so tune in. All right. Hola, hola, hola. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Representation. I'm here with a really amazing special queen, Cynthia. She is a badass, an incredible entrepreneur that I found in my crowdfunding journey. So I just wanted to kind of highlight her a little bit on this episode because uh, she's changing a lot of lives. She's helping out so many of us entrepreneurs that are lost, that don't know what to do, that don't even don't even know anything about anything. So Cynthia, can you please introduce yourself for our audience? Yes, thank you so much, Lucia, for the invite. And I have to shout you right back out because it, I get reached out to by a lot of folks and that's not a weird I'm not trying to like do a weird flex there but it just happens there is a lot of volume I put a lot out there so that a lot comes back and I love it and also it's the rare person who follows up like you know in the second in year two in year three whatever I don't even remember how long ago it was that we met but like after that initial interaction and then like we've been in touch and you've been cultivating this relationship and that's not to be taken for granted because I think a lot of us we um, because of how we're socialized and conditioned, because of a lot of blocks that we then may have, we feel like we don't want to be visible again, or we don't want to be heard again by a person, and we self-reject, and then we don't reach out. But you did reach out, and so now we're here, we can do this awesome thing and transform our lives. And so thank you for having me on. Super excited, <laughs> obviously. No, thank you. Thank you so much, Cynthia. No, and for me, I think it's just like a Colombian thing where at least if people from Medellin, they are very persistent, and they want to make sure that you are in if if it's somebody that brings you joy that's somebody that inspires you like that's the type of people that I want in my life mm -hmm. and you always bring me joy you always inspire me and every single thing that you do every single post on social media every single like you know every time I see you with you know press featured I'm like ah Cynthia is doing her thing. She's killing it. So can you give us just a quick little introduction of who you are uh, and a little bit about Embrace Change? Yeah, absolutely. So I am Cynthia Pong. I'm the founder and CEO of Embrace Change, which we are a career coaching consulting firm and we do trainings as well. We specialize in working though with women of color. So women of color from all different industries, um, different levels and stages of career um, because it is our singular mission to get all women of color the money, power, and respect that we deserve in the workplace. Yep. And, you know, because we know that that will also reverberate out and uplift communities of color in general and also everyone in general. So that's a bit about Embrace Change. Of course, happy to talk more about everything. Um, and I think it's important for folks to know, too, you know, as an entrepreneur, I got here in a very nonlinear, unpredictable, organic, messy, like, ass backwards way. Um, so I want people to know that too, like even though they may see whatever iteration of whatever facade they're looking at now, the real real of it is not necessarily pretty. And it, it also though is like the best thing. Like I wouldn't, there, there's literally no amount of salary that somebody could offer me now that I would be like, yes, I would give up my business. Even if it's like 10X, 20X, 50X of what the revenue actually is, you know? 
So shout out to all the entrepreneurs. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that city. I have the same experience. Like uh, people see me now and they're like, oh, you're doing great. I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't always like this. I remember the days of just, you know, kind of working my nine to five and doing, you know, the best I could to produce. But then Mm -hmm. after that, coming home and sketching and drawing and continuing like, from five to you know midnight or three in the morning or whatever decide time I decided to go to sleep, right. like being able to do that side hustle and kind of transition. Can you give us a little bit about how it was that you took your career as a lawyer and transi- mm-hmm. transition into a career coach? I think that's really exciting uh, transition. Thank you. And yeah, a lot of people are really curious about it. And again, it's like, it seems like it was an A to B thing, but it really wasn't. It was kind of like A to M, you know what I mean? So what happened was Mm -hmm. for the longest, all I wanted to do was be a lawyer, but not only a lawyer, a specific kind of lawyer. So I only went to law school because I wanted to be a public defender. So I wanted to represent people who were accused of crimes, who didn't have their own money to hire an attorney type of thing. Cause I, I believed in that work, you know, liberation for all people of color and like understanding also how a criminal legal system is so 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 intrinsically racist and structurally designed to lock up black and brown latinx indigenous native folks so Mm -hmm. that was what i wanted to do that was like my one track mind i got my dream job dream job doing that as a public defender and it was great for a while and about three years in i started really really realizing that i was super burning out of the work i couldn't figure out a way to do it sustainably you know i had gotten like you know i been past the learning curve at that point. I knew what I was doing, but it was like sort of how you were just describing, like you would get home from your nine to five and then you would start sketching and doing all of your art and like creative process into however many hours of the night. Like that was me thinking about my work and sometimes also doing the work outside of the the nine to five, you know? So it became, yeah, it became unsustainable. I started developing, you know, my anxiety was getting worse. Um, I was getting a lot of therapy around it, but just realizing there were all, also a lot of psychosomatic things that were happening to my body and my health. And, you know, for us as women of color, especially like you already know all the stats, like we, mm-hmm. we are up against something different than white folks are when you're interacting with any type of healthcare, medical system, medical professional, et cetera. So, um, you know, that's why I just emphasize that. Cause I think it's a really common experience that a lot of us, we get burnt out. It's a very embodied experience and it will harm you. And there's always a cost um, for you, your family, your loved ones and all that. So, you know, going through 100%. it, like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I agree a hundred percent. Like that's exactly what happened to me. Like yeah. I was working at a dream job at a yeah. corporation as an art director, launching a streaming service internationally, in Latin America. And I was like, this is it. This is the dream mm-hmm. job. Um, I had 70 hours, 80 hours, like I I was working all the time, not Mm -hmm. sleeping, not eating. Um, and I was hospitalized like so many times. And because of that, like I had to go down to South America, to Colombia, uh, because I was misdiagnosed with lymphoma. They said, (laughs) they literally were like, oh yeah, um, you're going to have to start chemo right away. And thankfully my best friend told me, don't do it go to South America, get a second opinion because, you know, the medical system in this country is a mafia. Like they don't care about 
mm-hmm. especially women of color. Mm-hmm. It's mostly um, us trying to kind of navigate the system. Everything yeah. is just kind of the, the cards are stacked up against us in many fields. And so yeah. I just wanted to emphasize that, Cynthia, because I resonated with it and I, mm-hmm. I felt so compelled to like, you know, kind of scream to my audience and say, hey, make sure you're taking yeah. care of you first. Even if you have a nine to five, like, yeah, if you're building your business and doing a nine to five, those things are, are it, it's a it's a difficult road. But Cynthia, keep going. Like, keep keep telling us. Yeah. Telling us about like, OK, you're in this, you know, you're a public defender and you're excited. Yeah. Everything is like everything is happening. And you're like, right. oh, wait, what is this? Is this it? Is this I know. what? Right. Because something feels wrong, you know? Like, it was definitely yeah. that kind of a light bulb moment. And I write about this specific moment in my book, too, Don't Stay in Your Lane, where I was just like, shit, I got to I gotta make a change. And it took a while to even get there, right? Like, I was maybe in my third or fourth year at that point, And I remember the specific experience with a client and their family where I was like, oh no, I'm not doing this job how I wanted to do it. I've actually become like an apologist for this system I don't believe in. And like, I need to deal with my own shit because it's starting to get out on other people, basically. Um, And so, you know, I I get super real about all of that stuff in, you know, when I talk about things and certainly like all the details are the good, the bad and the ugly is all in Don't Stay Your Lane about about this whole process. But what what I ended up doing was Luckily, my former employer, we were unionized and we had really great benefits. Shout out to unions and labor movement. Um, And one of them was that I could take an unpaid sabbatical for up to a year. Even though I wasn't paid, I could still know that I could go back to my job without having to re-interview and all that stuff. And so I I scheduled that like 10 months in advance, um, transitioned out and just like had to fully recuperate and decompress for like a solid two months where I really just tried very hard again with the help of my therapist to like not think about work and not like freak out about things. And I I planned it out. So I had, you know, savings to be a cushion and I pre-purchased some things for that period of time. So I wasn't going to feel like I was spending a lot of money without bringing any money in and all of that. And I mentioned the money specifically too, because I think that financials and stuff are so taboo for us as women of color. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about it in non-judgmental ways. We aren't taught about it in non-judgmental ways. And so then we end up with a lot of trauma around money and finances. And so that's, again, why I try to be super real, especially in Don't Stay in Your Lane about like what it really took for me to do that, including all the privileges that I had and still have. Um, Sorry, I stepped away about month three or so. I started to be like itching, like, okay, but what am I really gonna do next? Cause I don't know, am I gonna go back? No, I'm not gonna go back. If I don't go back, what on earth do I do? because I didn't want to be any other type of lawyer. So it was kind of like, well, drawing board, totally blank situation. Um, So I did a lot of work. Um, Also had a business coach at that time who really helped me think through some things because I got it into my head that I wanted to start my own business. Um, So I was like, let me try this out in this period of time. And, you know, if it all goes off the rails, I can just wipe that away and go back to my job. Um, so I decided to set up my own LLC first two versions failed. Like, uh, I want to think of the right word to say, I was going to say failed enormously, but it wasn't even on that big of a scale, but kind of failed in like a grand way, which I really love to say that I failed forward a bunch of times because again, our perfectionistic tendencies and stuff like that, 
like we're made to feel like if we're not doing everything dotting every i crossing every t then like it's worthless no because like failing that bunch of times in the beginning and i'll say by the way also like i'm a big fan of failing fast and failing cheap and i did that two times um but that led me to the career coaching and that was like 50 pieces of spaghetti i threw at the wall total whim i did it really really um lean and mean and quick and dirty. Like I just threw up a post on my personal Facebook page, which I don't even like really handle anymore. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not even on there anymore really. Um, and I was like, Hey, thinking about taking on a couple of one-on-one coaching clients. If you're interested, sign up here. First session is free. Got four signups, two became paid clients. One is still a client to this day. And then it just snowballed. Now I'll stop talking. That's a, I mean, no, I know that that is, no, it's not a lot. It's incredible. That's what it is. And like, I just wanted to kind of emphasize the failure aspect too, yeah. because this is my third business. The, like people Yay. think like, yeah, people think yeah. like, oh, you've been doing this and you've been successful. No, girl. Like yeah. my first re- iteration of my business, it was, right. it was also a failure, but it's good to fail. Like you said, cheap and fast because- yeah. A lot of people that we see, a lot of these CEOs and entrepreneurs that we see, they've failed so many times. Right. But, you know, Forbes or like, you know, the news doesn't cover the failures. They only cover the wins. And so I wanted to kind of just unpack that. Uh, Also, how you started really, and you put it out there and you're like on Facebook, you're like, hey, I'm looking for one-on-one clients. And to be able to do something like if you want something different, you have to do things that you've never done before and put yourself out there and not expect it to be perfect. No, you don't have to launch with a perfect website. No, you don't have to launch with perfect branding and a perfect social media following and all of this BS. Like you need to act as fast as possible, see who your potential client is and understand what is it that you are serving? Like who, who are you serving and what are the, what is that offer that you're serving them? And for you to have a coaching client from back then and still have that, you know, that client that that's also a big win because I feel like people don't understand if you want to be in business, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to invest in yourself. Yes. Like if you don't invest in yourself, if you think you're going to like YouTube university your way through business, let me tell you, the the failures are going to be a lot more than if you have like a a dedicated community that you could turn to and, and talk to them about what's going on. So give give me a little bit more about embrace for change. Like what is it? that what is it that you serve who is your community who mm-hmm. who are you serving and why what is the yeah. mission behind yeah place for change oh my gosh i mean our mission is it's so everything that you were saying just now i want to just like underscore it times a million because it's so resonant with me but it is our mission to literally empower the people that we work with and i mean that like i know empower is like a it's such a buzzword and it's thrown around so much, but I actually want to pause here and be like, let's actually think about what that means and what we're doing yes. is, is very deep. Some of it is surface. Sometimes we got to start at the surface, but it's really like deep work that helps our clients, whatever role that they're in, whether they are entrepreneurs or they're salaried folks to connect on a way deeper level with the power that we intrinsically have, but that white supremacy culture, but that 
white male patriarchy, but that like racial capitalism has like tried to strip away from us, steal from us, tamp down, punish us for connecting with, like we are trying to help people reconnect to their own intrinsic power in that way so that they can then build the careers and the lives and the well-being that they really deserve and want. And it sounds like nice and pat and in a package here, but like, this is the why of it. It is so fucking hard to do that in reality. If you're really talking about it, like I'm still on this journey, you know, and I invested ton in my own support, like from my own money, not like somebody else's professional development funds that they decide that I get on a particular day and year or whatever. But Mm -hmm. those investments, it was the same back then too. I talk about this in one of my YouTube videos is like, the money that I paid to my therapist at the time, it was actually painful, Lucia, for me to write that check every single time. And yeah, I'm old fashioned, so I was writing checks every time. But anyway, every single time I was like, oh my God, this is so much money. And also, I'll tell you that now, probably about 10 years later, I'm still reaping the benefits of the work that I did 10 years ago. And I have made back tens of thousands of more dollars, probably six figures more dollars because of the work that I did back then, that I was like, because I made sure that I did every single thing that I was supposed to do based on that work. I squeezed every drop of value I possibly could, and I'm still relearning those lessons. So it's like, this is everything to what you were saying. If we want something different, we don't only have, it's not only that we have to do things differently, we have to be different and then everything Mm -hmm. will follow. So it's really hard, deep mindset stuff, but you have that entrepreneurial mindset that allows you to be like, yeah, I'm going to fail quick and dirty. And then I will know where to go after that. Like, that's what a lot of us, like, it's very hard to do that, to be honest. And we do need support and it's not a um, failure in and of itself. And it's not a weakness to be vulnerable. It's in a way, the strongest thing to be that and be like, yeah, I'm going to invest in this for myself. I'm going to take some risks, bet on myself, put myself first and surround myself with people actually believe in me. Yeah, no, I mean, let me tell you, Cynthia, this is that like just what everything what you just said there, mm-hmm. I resonated with so much because like, I was laid off from my job in mm-hmm. 2020 during the pandemic, like most of us, or many of us, not most of us, many of us. And I had to go to therapy because mm-hmm. I was in the darkest place that I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah. And I talk about this a little bit more in depth with uh, my friend Jackie from a previous mm-hmm. episode make sure to link it in the show notes and it is incredibly hard for especially women of color to start investing in that therapy because our families my parents at least were like oh you're going to therapy like that's for crazy people and it's actually uh the opposite like if you are not going to therapy if you're not letting out everything all the traumas everything that you have gone through guess Mm -hmm. what? They're going to catch up with you when you least expect them, when you least need them to be present in your life. And I a hundred percent agree with you. Like you have to, you have to invest in yourself because if you don't, then you're going to keep repeating these same patterns, the same things that, that you're trying to run away from. are just going to stick to you because you're not taking you're not taking yourself seriously and mm-hmm. if you're not taking yourself seriously how do you expect people to invest in you so that's why i mean i, I when i saw your story when i read everything about you before i met you um i was like in such awe and so so excited because 
Um, here's a badass woman in New York that is changing so many different people's lives. I wanted to ask you, who were your mentors in the beginning? Like, who are the people that you turned to that, yeah. have, that have helped you get to this level of badassery? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this question and thank you. And like, I'm actually getting like kind of teary eyed hearing you talk about it because I just feel like we are, we're talking about some really hard shit in it, but we're like so aligned on it. And the reality is, is that it, it really just is really tough. And for us, we do have to think intentionally every day about breaking cycles because every that conditioning is so deep and it's one of the hardest things that we will have to do. And that is how we continue to like liberate ourselves, you know? Um, and the taking yourself seriously, that hit deep too, because there's, so many people, you know, in the Embrace Change community, whether they're as one-on-one -on -one clients or in our leadership accelerator or the alumni group for that, the leadership network, or the other groups that I have, which I'm sure we'll get into, but yeah. like that process, we're all continually going through that process, including myself, of taking ourselves seriously. Because once you do to a certain level, it's always the next level. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I didn't know mm -hmm. I could run a viable business that made profit. Okay, well, I got to there. But now how do I run a business that actually scales to like not only six figures, but like beyond that level? Like I got to start upping my game there and taking myself more seriously at that point. And it always requires shedding and also so that there's a place for something new. And I mean that for everything, like, you know, yeah. support you, the systems you're doing, the mindset and how you are being so that you can do things in a certain way. You're going to move differently and that's going to have all kinds of ripple effects um, actually just before I got on to record this, Lucy, I went on to IG just to like shoot a quick story and be like, Hey everybody, I'm about to shoot this podcast. We're excited. And then I was like, growth is messy and yeah. you have to like embrace that. Cause both of us are in major periods of growth right now. I'm sure many listeners too. Um, and so for us, like we have to extra embrace that growth is messy because we're confronted with so much stuff that demands that we are perfect or we're, you know. Um, retaliated against and punished for it anyway oh 100%. no no, no. I, I want to before we get to that question I wanted yeah. to just touch on that right quick because yeah. I'm a Virgo and I have yeah. suffered with ah, that's why I love you so much that's why we're Virgo twins I have suffered my whole life with perfectionism that I have yeah. to show up a certain way they have to act a certain way that society wants us to have you know the house and the kids and da, 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 da. and it's just like that's not all for me like I look at the people that are around me and some of them are happy some aren't happy you know yeah. having to raise children so at the end of the day you have to like do what's best for you mm -hmm. like and stop looking around people yes. and seeing what what they're doing or the successes they have like I'm a person that I'm grateful when I see somebody succeeding because that means that if they succeeded especially if it's a woman of color yeah. then I have an opportunity to excel in that space as well yeah. so we need to stop comparing ourselves and we need to stop like this anger or like resentment when you see yeah. other people win because like there there's a lot of that too in in our communities um but yes. back to what but we were saying when it comes to like mentors who who got you started on this like mindset journey i know um so shout out to my former therapist who i write about a lot in don't stay in your lane dr cabra she was 
really pretty instrumental because I'd already been working with her for a couple of years through the work burnout and stuff. So it was like when we had to pivot, it just worked out perfectly because she also had a skill set as a business and executive coach. So it was like kind of mm-hmm. perfect. Um, and there were many things that I, I learned through my work with her that really made that pivotal. So her for sure, number one. Um, I will also, you know, shout out to my spouse for always just like being super supportive. And also, yeah, I mean, that, that stuff makes a big difference when you have somebody who's just like, yes, you, you pursue this and do this, like, and be kind of a calming influence, even when I'm like freaking out. Cause I am a Virgo. And sometimes like when I don't have it all planned out, right. Like, you know, happens. Um, I also had a couple of close friends at the time who were really just, I guess there for me, but the, the main support, honestly, at that time was my therapist. Now, as I went on and later on my current business coach who I've been working with for years now, Maya, I mean, she, Maya Herodent, she's incredible. Like I am so grateful that I took the leap at the time and was like, can I work with you? Because, um, because like within three months of working with her, I brought in like I think it was at least 20K more than I was projected to for that year. So it was like immediate ROI times, I don't know, many times of what I was investing in that business coaching. And then since then, it's just been like many, many leaps and bounds. Um, So honestly, those have been the main people. I, in terms of like work and stuff, I tend not to mix too much with like my social friends and things like that. And also now I will say, um, I do, I'm very lucky to have an amazing team of all people of color in different, both operational and kind of coach roles. And like, that is so critical. Um, cause I, I don't have to do every single thing anymore. Like, cause I literally cannot, because that would slow down the growth and it would keep, hold us back from reaching our mission. So like my responsibility to embrace change as I feel it is, is like, I got to make sure I get out of its way sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of taking you through the journey of like how the support kind of evolves. But nowadays, if I didn't have my sessions with Maya, which I just had one like earlier this morning, which I feel like is why I'm super excited to be here and feel really good about. Otherwise, I might be showing up like kind of frazzled or whatever. Um, that is like priceless, like truly somebody who is also a woman of color who understands what you're going through as a business owner and who can tell you all the stuff that like, you know, the white bro marketers are doing, but like how we can actually apply that as non-white bro marketers. You know what I mean? So. No, I know, I know exactly what you mean. And I wanted to kind of like touch on that as well, because like um, when I start aligning myself with, mentors that are of color Uh I feel like I get a 10x return like I remember signing up Uh for a couple of different sessions from you know other types of coaches that weren't Uh of color and Uh it just it didn't feel it just it felt like the information was there but I couldn't resonate with it I felt like there's certain things that I just I couldn't understand but yeah having like yeah, having coaches like you, having people that understand your experience, that yeah. have lived through your experience yeah. and not on top of on top of that lived your experience but can also kind of show you, "Hey, this is how I built it. This is how yeah. I did it." And right. doesn't gatekeep the information. Right. 
uh, yeah. you know, cause there's a totally. lot of, you know, coaches out there too, that are like, Hey, join my hundred thousand mastermind. I'm like, yeah. I don't, if I have a hundred thousand dollars, right. I'm going to be hiring some people. I'm not going to be going right. to your mastermind, but I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, to each their own, maybe there are people that have that money and that could do that. Um, but I'm just not at that level yet. But what I love for you, like everything that you said about that ROI mm-hmm. of, you know, you brought in 20K more, like those are the mm-hmm. things that people need to understand. Like you cannot do the same things and expect different results. Right. You have to invest in yourself. Just like we, inv- just like we spend money on iPhones and glamorous luxurious trips and yep. you know what food you know at yeah. bougie restaurants we can't be doing that like at least for me like what i had to do was i had to take out all of that i had to return my mini cooper to the dealership i had to cut my expenses down so low that mm-hmm. i didn't have as much overhead mm-hmm. that it will allow me Mm-hmm. to kind of start my business and go yeah. further. And I love that you also have a supportive partner, a supportive husband, because, yeah. like, I have the same same thing. My husband's a, a PCs, a Pisces, and yeah. he's so chill and so calm. I freak out over every single uh, opportunity, everything that I'm doing, I'm, like, yeah. freaking out. So I want to kind of also, like, dive into that a little bit more. Can you tell me a little bit about how that dynamic works where – are is he also a business owner or is he working a nine to five? Yeah, no. So this is really a great question. And I want to go there, but I also want to underscore something because you just dropped a bajillion gems and I want to make sure everyone <laughs> understands that. So when you were saying earlier um, about like, you can't just be doing the same thing and expect different results. Like I want to parse that out just a little bit more because sometimes there's like, we're doing a thing, but it's a volume issue. It's like, okay, we're doing it, but we need to actually do it a bit more, like, or more consistently, more um, frequently, more whatever. Sometimes it's that, like, we just have to pour a little more gasoline on it and then it will get over that tipping edge to get us a thing. But a lot of times it's not that because that's like a brute force. And I say this as someone who loves to to brute force, I'm working against it myself too, like trying to, but it's not usually a a volume or like a work harder thing. It's a work smarter thing, which is different Mm -hmm. for people of color and women of color. Like that's a different thing than what your average white person can do because they're structurally in a different place in society and like have a different set of lived experiences, backgrounds and various like safety nets or like whatever for them. Um, So I wanna draw that distinction of like the working harder versus smarter thing. And then also, Another way that this shows up, Lucia, because people often, like at Embrace Change, we're really known for like our tools and our tactical, practical, like career coaching approach. Um, Mm -hmm. And also one reason why I've always been a little reticent, like I've shared a lot of that because I don't want to gatekeep information because I want to democratize things. And it's like, hey, here's what worked for me. Like you try it out and you make it work for you. You adapt it or or try it out and reject it, find something new, whatever it is, right? However, there's a time with the tactical, with the tools where you will stop getting the results that you want. The tools will not work for you. And you know that at that point, you've hit a point where it's actually a deeper mindset approach being question of like, Mm -hmm. you have to actually go deeper and change how you are approaching the thing entirely because it's not about not having the tools or the 
surface level things, the access to the rooms, the et cetera, et cetera. It's something way deeper than that. And you can really only unpack that in certain places where you can have psychological safety to be extremely real and vulnerable. Um, and which tends to happen, at least for us, because we have coaches who reflect the lived experience, who reflect the appearance, who reflect the same kind of background of conditioning that our clients have and each other. The, the true peers, true mirrors thing is like game changing. Cause otherwise you're gonna like, I don't know about you, but if I'm in a room with like all white people, I am uncomfortable as fuck. And like that filter, there's then 10 filters running over how I'm really feeling and thinking. And I cannot, I cannot be my best. I cannot be myself because I'm just, I have all the filters up, you know, versus this. Yeah. So that's my long soapbox thing based on what you said. And back to your question. Um, so yes, my partner is also a Virgo. Very interesting. Um, what? Yeah. But like somehow a super chill Virgo, I think because he was raised by a lot of strong women, like they, like, they just like, I don't know. He, he's just kind of a very solid, consistent, even keel person, which is very helpful. And I feel like over time has, has helped me, like, I don't know, up my game in terms of my stress management <laughs> and just like sense of perspective. <laughs> the other thing I'll say, Lucia, is that I have a bajillion um, like notes to myself, like positive self-talk type stuff in the on the wall in front of me behind this uh, monitor. And one of them that I look to all the time when I feel like I'm freaking out about something is it says this, no one is going to jail, chill, whatever it is, it's not the end of the world. What you do is not going to result in someone going to jail or not going to jail and it's going to be fine. So I always remember my past as a public defender to like help me regain some perspective about what yeah. we're doing here. Um, and it is super important. Don't get me wrong. I feel very, very tied to it. And also for myself to not lose my sense of grounding, like it's a, it's a different uh, arena that I'm in now. So 100%. gain perspective as well. That's amazing. And I also have like, I, right now I have like this little envelope that says like amazing opportunities are coming my way. That's what I see every day. And I also have a bunch of affirmations like posted everywhere around yeah. the house. Yep. I posted some on my, on my husband's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out to Jonathan Diaz. He also is the same way with me. Like he's helped me calm the F down. He is a very calming incredibly like um just empowering presence like anytime i feel terrified or i'm about to do something major yeah. he is like you got this like yeah of course you're of course it's you of course you're doing it and it's the complete opposite of what i how i was raised like my yeah. father the relationship with my father is quite the opposite where in latin culture at least i don't know how it is in asian culture the men typically especially with daughters are like oh no that's for guys that's for men we don't you don't do that like you 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 go back to the kitchen now so i feel like even now my relationship with my dad has gotten so much better because he sees like you know actually i can do that and yes i actually can run a business and i actually yeah. can do these things so i love that you have that support and i also wanted to you know emphasize how important it is the work that you're doing with embrace embrace change so can we go back to i know you talked about touched a little bit about um just the different levels of 
how to kind of work with you. Can mm-hmm. you just touch on that? Like, yeah. I know you have a team. Tell me about like that experience of like, if, you know, I'm going to sign up today. Yeah. What, what is, what is it that we're, we're signing up for? Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. So I'll tell you all first about for folks who want kind of individual one-on-one tailored um, career coaching support. And then I'll tell you all also about our flagship training for leaders, women of color, non-binary people of color leaders. I'll tell you about that um, afterwards. So if somebody like wanted to reach out today, cause you're like, I don't know, I'm facing these barriers in my career or like, I don't even know what I want to do next. I want clarity on my next career moves. Um, I do know that I want to make a career change or pivot, or if they're like, I'm going for this promotion, I want to negotiate X. Um, I don't know. I feel like my um, supervisor is not actually mentoring, sponsoring and championing me. They're just micromanaging. Mm-hmm. How do I, like all of those type of things that you might encounter, like in a salaried context as a woman of color, a person of color, because we do work with men of color too. And we have men of color coaches on our team then that's usually kind of what the impetus and the why of of why people reach out. It's like they have something in mind for where they want to be in terms of their career. And they're seeing that gap between where they are now and where they want to be. And they're like, yes, I'm at that point where I'm willing to invest in myself and my my own career development to get some strategic like help so I can like work smarter, not harder type of thing. Um, What folks would do is they go to our website and then there's a page for um, coaching, for one-on-one coaching. And then like, you know, it describes it a bit there. What we typically do is we have a comprehensive coaching program and that's like an eight session program over across like about two months. And you meet with your coach and there's like, you know, support kind of and feedback pillars in between. So there's like a whole set structure, but the coaching itself is very much depends on the individual person, what their exact circumstances are, what their specific goals are, their personality, and kind of like what they and their specific Embrace Change coach co-create as like their coaching journey. So it's very bespoke in terms of that, but the structure and the container for it is very standard. Um, and even before, so before that even happens, like, you know, the people will read about what the coaching is like in our um within our company and stuff like that. And at the bottom, there's a button that's like, get matched with an Embrace Change coach. So if people click that, they will be taken to a form where they can fill out some basic information about them so that we can get back in touch and take them along the next step of the process. And then that helps them then, they will get eventually matched to one of our coaches based on what the client's particular goals are, what their kind of requests may be. You know, Some people have something in mind about like, oh, I wanna work with this person in particular on your team or, they might have other kind of requests. So then um, our client success manager makes that match. There's a consult process. And then assuming that's like, you know, a fit and everything on both sides, then they proceed and like go forward with the coaching. Um, We also like, we're very um, understanding of like, sometimes like we all make mistakes, right? So sometimes the first match is not the right match. That's totally fine. It's no judgment either way. So sometimes we have people go through a couple different consults with different coaches on our team till they feel like they, they have the right sense of who's the best fit for them, and then they go forward. But most people match on the first try, but against no judgment either way. Um, so then before even starting with the comprehensive coaching program, we have two preliminary pre-work documents, which are super transformative and enlightening in themselves. So they're the ones that actually ha- have you, it kind of forces the person to like sit down and really think about the questions that we like back burner all the time, like the hard questions. But 
everybody always comes back and they're like, this was super helpful. I really hadn't thought about it this way, or I discovered X, Y, Z. And it means that you're already ahead of the game by the time you even sit down the first time with your coach for session number one. So that's kind of how it goes on the individual coaching side. And then after the eight sessions, people continue four at a time where they do whatever, maybe some of them go to the leadership accelerator. Like it's kind of open after that. Um, but yeah, we've done, I mean, I'm very proud of this team and the like incredible changes and transformation that they've facilitated for people. Like it really runs a gamut. And like, I encourage folks to take a look at who we have on our roster. It's at the team page on our website, embracechange.myc. Um, and you can really see, cause it's important. It was really important to me to like have a team that really reflected who we work with. And so you'll see a range of backgrounds, experiences and lived experiences. Okay, That's so questions there before I tell you about the accelerator. Yeah, no, I want to know a little bit more about, okay, so I go through the program when it yeah. comes to the one-on-ones and I match with the coach. Mm-hmm. What is it? Do they have, do they assign us homework? Like, how is it that, how are these interactions? Yeah. Like, what do we, yeah. what do we like do each session? I just, yeah. I'm curious because I think yeah. it's incredible to have, these types of mentors, especially if you are in a nine to five, if you are stu- stuck in a glass ceiling of uh, you know, a director, ceiling. creative, a concrete ceiling yeah. uh, where you are doing all the work, you're sometimes even doing more work than your other counterparts oh, yeah. and aren't oh. getting promoted. And so I want to know a little bit about like, what is it that the homework assignments consist yeah. of, especially with somebody that does have like limited time or if they have yes. a nine to five, how is it that they fit it, this into their schedules? Yeah. Oh, I love that question. I love to get into nitty gritty. So it can run the gamut as well. I'll kind of give you a spectrum and people can have an mm-hmm. idea. So on the one end, it may be things that are like the very tactical. Like for example, if you're preparing for an interview and negotiation, a hard conversation, it literally may be like, like let's create kind of a script to practice it and then like you practice saying things so it might be like okay um you're brushing your teeth or whatever and you're you're running some scripts in your head as you're doing that or it might be like you're of course safely like commuting to work or something and you're like reading over your script or like practicing kind of saying it to yourself softly or maybe it's like you say the thing and you're recording it and you're listening to yourself because we also absorb information the best if we're hearing it out loud in our own voice actually um mm-hmm. so it could be like tactical things like that like literally just figuring out what are the words what are the numbers what are the things that you're saying or what are you doing um it could also be i don't know something in the middle might be like oh if you feel like the challenge is like time management because we're all doing a hundred things you're carrying so much in all realms of your life it's a struggle right so there's there's maybe tactical things you could do for the time management like let's actually look at what you're spending your time on and let's tweak some things let's move around you really want to work on to like your golden hours which maybe they're in the morning and you have to like shift some things about how you do your morning routine could be all of that but then also there's deeper um that's like a combo of like the mindset work that you have to do too which maybe that involves also saying some daily affirmations so that you continue to embody like I am now moving in a different way. I am now prioritizing different things. I'm choosing me, like stuff like that. So it could be multi-level. And then on the other side of the spectrum, there's the work that really is more about like, let me just help you process the difficulties, the trauma, the burnout, the grief that you might be feeling around different things going on in your career. Um, And let's talk about it. Maybe you have regrets. Like 
the, the things might be more open-ended, like spend five or 15 minutes journaling about free writing about XYZ thing, like before you go to bed, or um, it may be making sure that you prioritize the grounding practices you already have in your life, like taking a walk, meditating, stretching, mm-hmm. like whatever that is. So hopefully that gives you an idea. The homework can be like anything in between. And it's all the, the beauty of the one-on-one coaching is that it's tailored to your needs. So it's like, if you don't have time for this, let's just make a shorter exercise. Or if you do have more time, let's expand on it and go deeper. So it can run the game. That's gamut. beautiful. Cynthia, that's amazing. No, you answered my question. So thank you so much, Cynthia. We can, if, if you want to move into the leadership accelerator, I'm super interested in that too, because that sounds oh my pretty God. spicy. I love it. It's, I mean, th- this is where kind of like some real shit is happening, which makes me very excited. Um, and also, I mean, if we have time for this too, I know we started out talking so entrepreneurial and I love that. Like one of my favorite, favorite things, like I have a lot of favorites, but one of my favorite, favorite things is working with women of color entrepreneurs and like figuring out the business side of things because we have so much to offer. And like, if there's stuff holding us back, like that should not be the case. So anyway, pin that for a second. The leadership accelerator is our training certification program, um, on leadership skills that's kind of like the the surface level of like what this is. It's a three month program. You're in a small cohort. Um, you know, the cohorts have varied from like eight to 12. So it's like roughly around 10 women of color, non-binary people of color each. And we do them by, they're across industry. So we're industry agnostic, okay. which is cool. Cause like you'll have someone who's in nonprofit, you'll have someone who's in corporate, someone who's in government, someone who's in startup. It's really awesome. And creatives and stuff too. Um, but we do divide them by level of career. So emerging leaders, equity leaders, established leaders, and executive leaders. Um, there's also an entrepreneurial one, which I'll go into that in a second because it's a little bit um, separate. So um, the program, again, it's like with your true peers. So like in the application process, our admissions committee, like we're reviewing to create a cohort that's like balanced and that has people from different places because I strongly believe that we can always learn from each other. And it's not like a I'm a lawyer, so I can only learn from a lawyer type thing. I don't believe that. I actually think that we will expand our minds, expand like our wealth, expand our horizons. Yeah, if absolutely. We, yeah. Like, so, you know, no barriers. It's all about just connecting across. And plus, if you think about it, if we all leverage our networks and our networks do not overlap, like think about how much power is there. Like how much people power is it if like you are looking for XYZ, I've got somebody in my network, you never would have connected with them otherwise, but through me. And we're both doing this for each other. And as a group of like 10, like it's mind blowing amount of power and agency that we have. Um, So that's why I love the group model. Plus, I mean, everyone just, they love it so much. And I say this even as someone who, I was a skeptic from the beginning. I only launched it because of the crowdfunding campaign. I needed to come up with something to crowdfund for. Um, And I'm an introvert and I prefer the one-on-one like this. However, I've learned that, a lot more powerful things can happen in a group with actual people who like know what it's like to be in your shoes. It's not just me talking to people. Sure, there is a lot of didactic like curriculum. We've got a real tight, like awesome curriculum that you'll you'll just like never find that anywhere else. Cause I mean, you're already hearing me, like I'm teaching it the way I'm talking now. And we talk about some real shit, like the real white supremacy stuff and like all of that. Um, but the, the real of it is that those connections and the bonds that are formed there, it's like 
the work friends that you always wanted to meet or that network that you were looking for that you're like, I could never possibly know people as cool as this. Like, that's what I hear back from people in the accelerator. And they've called it like a lifeline when they've been going through a really tough time. Like I have trouble even sharing that one. Cause like, I don't, I'm like my resistance. Like I don't want to take responsibility for that. Cause it feels so heavy and important. And also that's like someone's reality going through it when they're going through a series of really challenging leveling up transitions in their work and also in their personal life that like mm-hmm. the group helps this person through. So, you know, it's just been wild. The impact has been incredible. Like 92% of people who've graduated have said it's helped them decrease their stress. It's helped them have boundaries and prioritize the right kind of work for them. I mean, that's the type of thing that will pay you back again and again and again and again in your career, regardless of what you're doing. So that's Accelerate. Obviously, I've come around to be in love with this program and this group because we've run it six times and graduated like upwards of 50 people now. And it's just like, I can't deny it. Like it's the results are there. That's so amazing, Cynthia. And um, I could tell you right now that I 100% agree with you when it comes to group settings. I don't know what it is about accelerators or conferences. Yes. But some major mind like set shifts happen within community. And and I think it's so beautiful that you offer this setting, especially for women of color or people of color, because so rarely we see other people of color in especially in, in corporate America or mm-hmm. even in government. It's, right. it's typically, if there is a, someone else, it's like one or two, but to have a whole room of yeah. people that are ready to level up and are ready to yeah. put in the work and that are ready to you know embrace that change that mm-hmm. can only happen if they if they allow it, you know? Because yeah. a lot of people also can be stubborn, like, I know what I got to do to change. Like I know that the things that I have to work on myself and I love that you even include like those boundary pieces because a lot of us, especially for me as a Latina, like I'm always like, Oh yeah, your service. But I have to learn that I need to put really strict boundaries with my time and say, Hey, no, like, yeah. This is this is what's happening. So give us yeah. a little bit about the sign up process. Like how could somebody yeah. sign up to potentially be in the accelerator? Um, is there a deadline? Are there cohorts? Are there is there a time frame? Right. No, great questions all. And yes, like I don't know when exactly this will come out, but currently we are in the middle of a like open application process. At the end of July, on July 31st, 2023, whenever you're listening to this, um, that's the, the deadline for the current one that we're recruiting for, which is established leaders and executive leaders. So that's folks who are already in a leadership position, like director or above, and they're kind of looking to either break into the C-suite, get further up into the C-suite, or like that kind of comparable, comparable level. Um, as well as, you know, folks who have 25 plus years of work experience and 15 plus years of leadership experience. So that's a group we're we're recruiting for now, but we do have other cohorts for other levels. So any questions, folks should just check out the link, um, which is embracechange.myc slash leadership dash accelerator. And right now, if you go to the site, it's the banner. So you can click the banner and go there. Um, There's also other places folks can navigate to it, but... um, that 
page will then explain what the whole program is. It will share some of the impacts, some of what folks who've graduated before have said about it. And then of course there is the application link. So several places in the page, you can click the yellow button, take you right to a application form. And I was very intentional to make the application form like not too long and burdensome and also be comprehensive enough that we got the information that we needed. And sort of similar to the pre-work documents for the one-on-one -on -one coaching, which you know mm -hmm. I made and iterated years ago, um, people have really said that they were like, this application, I, I never felt so seen in an application. And that warmed my heart times a million because I was like, wow, like even that, it's interesting that you said service just now because I feel that one of the things we talk about in the, with our business entrepreneur folks is like sales is service. Also for everyone, networking is service. Like all this stuff, mm -hmm. it's okay to be service-minded about it with those boundaries and stuff. So you're, you know, minding your time and your energy, but like it actually, if, if thinking about it in that way allows you to be who you need to be to reach out to people, then I'm like all for it, you know? So that's what I felt when I got that feedback on the application. But anyways, once people apply, you know, and the application period closes, the committee like reviews, and then we kind of select who we think will make the most balanced cohort for that group. Um, and then we get into it and there's a whole meet and greet, super fun. We play some games, there's cash prizes, and then we like get into the work and the real meeting each other and, and building together. That's amazing. And is this all virtual or is it in person? Yes, great question. So it is all virtual because we do have people like in all time zones, like mostly in the US, we've had some folks from Canada um, and we have like, we have an interesting strong contingent from, that are based in Hawaii. So like because of the time zones and it makes it a richer experience too. Like now in the leadership network, Lucia, which is the alumni community, we have people sending like selfies of them meeting each other. Like for example, somebody on the East oh. Coast just went to the West Coast and met up with one of the folks there and they took a picture together. It was like so cool. So virtual for the accelerated program, but open to accelerated alumni and stuff, we have been doing kind of um, as things continue to open up and whatnot, like in-person regional kind of things. So keep your all's eyes out nice. and get on our letter, the trajectory if you're not already on that, because that's where we would share like how to meet up in person. Um, we only did one so far in Oakland, but it was so fun. <laughs> it was pretty epic. Um, so yeah, we'll see where we go next. That's amazing, Cynthia. Thank you so much for that. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, I could just say right now, um, I'm definitely interested. So I'm going to definitely look out for applications in the future. Uh, yeah. And the other thing is like, I can tell you right, like I can tell my audience right now that every single time I've taken an accelerator, it has changed my life. It has gotten me to the next level. Like I just finished an accelerator with Target um, and it was terrifying, scary, but yeah. incredibly exhilarating because you meet other people that are going through the same things yeah. that you're going through. And Cynthia, you provide this for people. And I think it's so, I mean, first of all, Cynthia, it's a lot of work what you do because there's so many aspects to an accelerator mm -hmm. and the way you make it 
so easy for people to connect from different time zones from different you know backgrounds like Mm -hmm. this is what's needed in order for us to continue to grow and to continue to network and to continue to expand versus us just staying in our little group of like you know three entrepreneur friends that are local like we have to expand we have to go out there and and meet and network so i just want to say thank you so much for breaking down both the accelerator and the one-on-one I do want to touch quickly. I, I, I know we're almost at the hour, but I do want to touch quickly on, on crowdfunding because that's how we met. Like we met because we, I did the caress, uh, iPhone women. Yes. And I remember when I saw your page, when I saw your, like just all your rewards and everything that you were doing. And then I found out that you crowdfunded in just 22 days. Like you were able to fully fund yeah. your leadership accelerator can you just get give us a little bit of like first of all what is crowdfunding for anybody that's listening oh my god i love it and i'm so glad we're reserving time for this and obviously the fact that we have so much to talk about just means we got to do a part two at some point and then we oh we're really doing a part two three yeah two Let's three have- four five six <laughs> like you better be ready yeah. <laughs> you're my new co-host you're my new co-host oh thank you um anyway yes crowdfunding with iFundWomen the program I believe was called dreams to reality and it was mm-hmm. caress and iFundWomen I will just say at the at the front end I applied to this program by accident like I thought I was applying for a ten thousand dollar grant and then halfway through they started asking me about what would you crowdfund for and I was like this is a random question I just like made something up and put it in because I was like I'm halfway through I'm gonna just finish this and submit anyway um, yeah. And so then I got in I, and I was like, wait, is this a spam email? Like, there's no way I got into this thing. And then I really found out I did get in. Um, and they had like thousands of applications and they had like 75 entrepreneurs, um, all women of color in that in the one group that I was in or whatnot. So um, what is crowdfunding? It is basically um, funding money to start an initiative or like you. there's like got to be a concrete goal with it. It's either to launch something or to like cover some type of discrete project or cost or something like that. Um, and you're essentially fundraising from mm-hmm. people en masse. So the idea is that you have a whole bunch of different rewards that people can, um, you know, contribute, say a hundred bucks and they get XYZ type of reward or they contribute 500 or they contribute five or like whatever. And there's different tiers of rewards. So it's kind of like a combo between like product sales and fundraising, if that makes sense. And it's very doable too for um, a service-based business. And I will say like, is a very different time when I was crowdfunding versus now in terms of the economy. So like, and I think, you know, for you, it was, it's always a different time and we all have to assess like what makes the most sense for us. Um, but that's what crowdfunding is. I did crowdfund to launch the Leadership Accelerator and I think it was 21, 22 days that we fully funded. And then in the end, we were 133% funded. So like made, uh, reached the stretch goal after that, which was incredible. So if you're interested in customizing your own birthday card, head on over to the website in the description to make sure that you can design a birthday card that honors your amiga or your tia or your abuela or your prima, whoever you want to celebrate. This collection is for Latinas and Afro-Latinas that 
are so beautiful and incredible and deserve to be represented for who they are and that you know that comes <clears throat> so if you're interested in ordering a birthday card or art print or even a gift card head on over to the website and i will let you get back to this episode yes yeah, okay. so i'm so excited cynthia that first of all we met through crowdfunding thank you for helping me with my rewards page yeah. because you helped me so much uh, so I really appreciate you just taking the time to do that. And then I wanted to ask you, how, how is it that you came up with those rewards for your crowdfunding journey? Cause let me tell you, that's, that's some, that's a tough cookie type situation. It really is. And it took a while because I had a lot of ideas. I'm sure if I went back into my notes, there was a lot that is on the cutting room floor that I was like, not this, not this, not this. Um, and it took a long time to figure out what the rewards would be because it's like, for me as a service-based business, we offer coaching, but it's like the rewards can't just be coaching. Like it wouldn't work out financially. And also we're trying to reach people who are not necessarily interested in the coaching to support other people to do coaching. So like it, it was hard. It, it couldn't be that. But what I think we ended up doing on kind of the low end was, you know, that the first lowest tier was like, you get a playlist that I, I hired a friend to compile of like all women of color, badass artists. Um, to like pump you up for that negotiation or whatever that is that you need to like get on it for. Um, and then the second thing was a set of limited edition stickers that people still ask me about to this day. So I don't know, who knows, maybe I will have to find a way to bring those back, but they're really cute. Like, um, oh, I still have some here, actually. The sticker pack that um, the stylish sister. Uh, I love her, came. by the way. She's so yeah, yeah. she's so great um, that they... Um, Aaron and Taylor made and designed for us. So like, I'll show you a couple, you know, it's like support women of color. It's okay to hit pause, which is both a radical rest thing, but also a negotiation strategy. Um, this is one of my faves. I deserve a seat at the table. Oh, I love um, that one. Yeah. Like women of color deserve to be in all places where decisions are made. Like, so there are all these, that was the a bestseller, the sticker pack, along with um, a couple of note cards and stuff that said affirming things. Um, and then we also had a bunch of um, perks that were like uh, a session on podcasting. For example, I had two of my friends in audio um, do like a kind of how-to about audio and podcasting. So a bunch of folks signed up for that. Um, I can't even remember what some of the middle tier rewards were, but then the, the, Final one was like equity champion. And that was like funding a full scholarship for one person at um, like $4,000 or something like that. And then I would come and like deliver a set of trainings to your um, company. It was like that. So that was like the whole range. Um, I think that the most expensive one was like 4,000. I can't remember now, but yeah. So the, it was just hard. I, I, I leaned hard on the coaches through the iPhone Women program to help me think of what people would actually want. Um, and then I also polled some people in the community to be like, what would you pay for? And would you like, how much would you pay for this? Like stuff like that. That's so important um, to talk to your community and to see yeah. what they want and how they, how, what ranges, like what, what, what do they think? it should be priced at and then also i wanted to touch on how you use your network to mm. expand on those rewards because i just it was just me mm. i just had stickers i also had art prints like for me it was more mm. about just kind of getting my business out there and, and buying an extra printer especially when one would go down so 
I love the yeah. way you broke down the rewards. I love the way that your page was laid out. Everything about you just screams like empowering not just women of color but people of color and you and utilizing mm -hmm. also you know designs like from a black owned business like it's like mm -hmm. everything is interwoven and connected and mm -hmm. i just freaking yeah. love that so much so i wanted to also touch on a little bit uh i know we we kind of put a pin on it when it came to like business itself like yes. how yes. as people of color how do we develop that sense that we are CEOs, that we are business owners, mm -hmm. that we can bring in six figures, that we can mm -hmm. put out services that scare us because we see the, the yeah. ticket price and we're like, oh my goodness, like, is anybody going to yeah. buy this? Like, how do we get over right. that imposter syndrome? Oh, um, yeah, it's, there's, I wish I had like a pat answer, but obviously if yeah. there was a pat answer, we all wouldn't be struggling with this. Yeah. Um, and it's like kind of a different journey for everybody, but like, I think it starts with what you said earlier about like, it sounds trite, but like actually taking yourself seriously, it really has to start with that. And I remember a long, long, long time ago, I had an Instagram post that was like, you have to be your first um, something like you have to be your own type person before you can expect anyone else to get behind you. Cause if yep. you, if there's even one ounce of you, that's like, not sure it's going to come out in your energy and how you're talking and like how you're presenting and how your body language is and all of that. And other people are going to pick up on that because it's like that age old marketing, um, adage of like the confused mind says, no, someone even a little bit unsure, people are going to feel confused and they're going to be like, well, I'm not, whatever's happening here, I want no part of it, right? Like yeah. we cannot actually go and, you know, even though sales is service, like we can't invite somebody to invest in themselves by working with us and paying us if we're not even sure of our own value proposition. Like mm -hmm. what are we even offering? What are we even, what problem are we solving for people? Like, so the first thing is you have to get very super clear with yourself and take yourself seriously and be able to see yourself in your mind's eye and also like projecting out that you are that million dollar CEO or that you are running a super legitimate company and business and not to get caught up in the things that are like, well, you know, I, re I refuse to invest in anything that I don't necessarily know up front, like what the ROI is going to be because we have to take risks in our businesses. If we didn't, nothing would ever happen. And you're always just going to be like making tiny baby steps because nothing is a sure thing. Um, and also similarly, like, I mean, this is getting a whole other can of worms, but around the money wounds you mentioned, like a lot of us have a lot of feelings around taking on debt, but business debt is not always a bad thing. And I have found ways to leverage different types of loans or like different kinds of other situations so that I could then up level to the next thing. And that's because just like, doing a lot of mental and emotional work, I guess, around making sure that I'm not limiting myself in what I feel like I can ever earn or bring in as revenue or to support other people's businesses through Embrace Change. Um, and, and the last thing I guess I'll say here is that on that money point, there is a YouTube conversation that I have when I did a LinkedIn Live once with my own business coach, Maya Haradat, where we talk all about this. And like, for us also, if you're a person of color from an immigrant household background too, like there's this whole other layer of it. And so it's just mm -hmm. like, it's like, oh, if I earn more than my parents, I think it applies to non-immigrants who are people of color too. But it's like, if I earn more than my parents, I'm doing great. 
you know, but, but like, then you're anchoring yourself to what your parents earned. And that was back then. And now it's like a different time and inflation and like rising costs and all this stuff. So yeah. Yeah. We get all into that. That would be our next episode. That'll be our next episode. (laughs) We are daughters of immigrants. How do we unanchor ourselves from what our parents made? And it's so true. Like, let me tell you, it's so true. When, when you look at just the disparities between even mm-hmm. how much each race gets paid is mm-hmm. just mind-blowing and a lot of things growing up when it comes to money like we just didn't talk about that in our household like my parents mm-hmm. were so scared of money they're always hoarding it always saving and mm-hmm. and that's good they bought a house and everything is great yeah. but I think when you're a business owner you have to think much bigger and you yeah. have to also work on your credit and make sure it's good credit. Like yeah. now after the Target Accelerator, I'm yeah. going and I'm developing relationships with bankers. I'm going and looking yeah. at CDFIs. Right. Like I'm looking at good loans. Like I'm looking at, you know, kind of running away from those. Like if Shopify sends me like, oh yeah, here's some capital. No, don't, don't do any of that. Like there's so many things that, as business owners, we don't know. And it's, it takes yeah. mentors. It takes accelerators. It takes the right people right. to, to get to understand, Hey, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to shortcut so mm-hmm. many mistakes that we both made yeah. because yeah. you are investing in yourself and you're investing in, yeah. in making sure that you understand what type of loans you're getting yourself into and, and, yeah. and what type of debt. And at the end of the day, like you said, business that could be good debt uh, making sure mm-hmm. that you understand your numbers and understand your cash flow and understand mm-hmm. like what is it what does it take to operate your business what does it take to you know month to month like year mm-hmm. over year like what does it take to really put this on because it's you know being a business owner it's not free like it's not yeah like, you don't just win grants and that's it and you're done no you have to go yeah. out there and you have to understand financials and I wanted to throw down a, a really great resource for me. Um, it starts small, think big. I don't know if you've ever heard oh. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's who I use for, they help me with financial proje- projections. Cause girl, like I am not good with numbers. Like I try, I'm trying, I'm trying to get better. How about that? I'm trying to get better. Um, but Cynthia, thank you again so much. I'm going to, we're going to have a second episode because there's too much to unpack. But there's just like we we have literally we can have like easily five episodes, six episodes. Um, can you tell me? Yes. Anybody in my audience that's interested in one on one services, the accelerator? How do we get in touch with you? How do we follow you on social media? Where you at online? Oh my gosh, we're in most places. I know new places keep popping up, but we are in most places. So the main place to find everything is embracechange.nyc embracechange.nyc not.com not.org but .nyc there's a whole other story around that but we'll talk about that on the next one um and so from there you can read about the one-on-one coaching on that coaching page and you can read about the accelerator on the leadership accelerator page um there's a bunch of other things too including um cynthia's bookstore which is where a lot of my products. So if you're like not ready to invest in coaching yet, but you want some tools and some DIY coaching materials, 
the book is there. Don't stay in your lane. I have a jumpstart your online business course that like helps you get to where you can pitch your services as a new early stage business owner. Um, and there's a whole bunch of career guides, negotiation bundle, networking guide, all of that is on the bookstore. Um, and then there's also a blog where, you know, I write a bunch of stuff and you can sign up for our newsletter, the trajectory through the footer of the website as well. And that's where I share all my great stuff. It's, it's just me talking to you once a week or twice a week, um, of course, sorry, once a week or every once every other week. Um, and the real gems I save for that and the leadership accelerator and leadership network, um, on social, we're on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on all those places, the handle is Embrace Change NYC. And then on Twitter, which I'll confess I'm rarely on, it's Embrace NYC because the other one's too long. Um, and that's basically it. Most people enjoy following the Instagram and the LinkedIn. So I'll say that. Um, the TikTok actually is doing well too, but Embrace Change NYC. I think that's all the, the questions. But if I could say something, which is that like if you are listening to this and if any of this resonated with you all, like definitely let Lucia know, like, and subscribe on all of the places, support a woman of colors podcast and business, send people to her website, tell your friends, you know, like it's a lot of work to put a podcast together. The, all the, like, I'm not doing it because I know how much work. <laughs> so like, I hope everybody found this valuable to please support Lucia. And of course we would love to hear from you at Embrace Change and see how we can help you boost your career too. Cynthia, thank you so much for plugging me in. Um, and uh, like the the simple fact that you ch helped change so many people's lives is why I wanted you on the podcast. And the results you. that you have given them is something that you can never get from an institution. You could only get mm. from a woman of color that knows her worth, that is strong enough to share her resources and share her net work to her community mm -hmm. in order to mm -hmm. see them grow and thrive and i'll always be a fan of you and i'll always like i'm always every time i get your emails by the way yours is the only email, you you and like a few people are the only ones like when i see that email come through i'm like Ooh, what does Cynthia have to say today so i'm again if you can you please to all of her social media channels. I'll make sure to put it in the blog post. Um, and then I Thank also you. want to make sure that if you resonate with her content on social media, maybe you're not ready to invest just yet, please comment, subscribe, make sure that you amplify her messages by sharing in the Thank stories. You. And then also subscribe to that newsletter because you, least, you will least be prepared uh, when you embark on this journey and you don't know, like, no, it's never a good time to start yeah. except for today, yeah. except for yeah. today. So if you want to, if you really want somebody on your side, that's going to fight with you and get you to where you want to be, which is the next level, please subscribe to Cynthia's newsletter, subscribe to all of her social media channels and, you know, book a one-on-one -on -one session. See if you could, I mean, if, if you can't, if you're not ready for that yet, that's okay. You have the resources, the books, uh, and I'll make sure to link everything, especially because I need to read Staying Your Lane. I, I didn't even know that you had a book out, so I'm going to go ahead and, oh, and yeah. read. Uh, and no, 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 I'm going to make sure to link it also in the blog. And if anybody wants to 
support this uh, podcast, you can subscribe on Apple, on Spotify. You can also find me everywhere at Hola Lucia Diaz. I'm currently gonna rework my whole entire website and my services and i'm super excited uh so you can find me at byluciadiaz.com and i cannot wait uh for all the things that cynthia has in her future the future cohorts for the leadership accelerator you might catch me on one of those so uh, make sure to sign up and make sure to like again put yourself first if you're listening if you got all the way to the end I think the biggest takeaway from this conversation is know your worth and know that you need to surround yourself with other powerful women to get you to the next level of your business Mm -hmm. and men as well. But mostly for me, like it's been the women in my journey like you that I send an email out and be like, Hey, I don't understand how to do this reward system. Do you, can, do you mind looking at it? And we've never met pe- previously. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say thank you from the bottom right. of my heart for being such an incredible human being. And again, in any way I can amplify you and support you, I will. And I just want to say thank you. And thank you all for listening. This has been another incredible episode of the Art of Representation. Please leave a review. Uh, please make sure to also share this. If you have any friends that are you know, entrepreneurs or working a nine to five and need some more clarity in their career growth and entrepreneur growth, please send this episode so they can get to know Cynthia. So, bueno, ciao y muchas gracias. And thank you so much. I love you so much, Cynthia. Mil gracias for listening to this episode. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also do me a huge favor. Send this episode to your amiga, anybody that would enjoy listening to this specific episode and make sure to also leave a review that will help us get found by more amazing Latinas como tú. Bueno, recuerde, Tú eres capaz. You are able to do anything that you set your mind to. You're a badass. And if you need a reminder, make sure to slide into my DMs. It's Hola Lucia Diaz in all platforms. Ciao!